0: ALGAR PRODUCTIONS ALGAR PRODUCTIONS ALGAR PRODUCTIONS ALGAR PRODUCTIONS
1: ALGAR PRODUCTIONS
0: ALGAR PRODUCTIONS I'm Amanda, and this is Al. Hello. And we're trying. This time, we went to the Living Computer Museum and are going to eat a variety of cheeses.
1: This one's for you, Nate, for eating things.
0: You love it when we eat things.
1: Other people may also like if we eat things. I have no idea.
0: Write in. Tell us if you love it when we eat things.
1: Do do that. It is podcast at Algar.com. We would be happy to entertain any uh, suggestions you have. We might not do them, but we'll definitely look at them and consider them.
0: Between the two of us, we have all the dietary restrictions. Yeah. So.
1: I am pre-diabetic, which effectively means I need to eat like I'm full diabetic so I don't get worse.
0: And I'm a vegetarian.
1: Right. So, yeah, between the two of us.
0: For moral Also,
1: you're a vegetarian who doesn't like mushrooms? Yes. Yeah. And I'm a diabetic who doesn't like a lot of the sugar alternatives. So yep. in addition to specific dietary restrictions, we're also both a little picky.
0: Jack Spratt could eat no fat.
1: And neither could his wife. Yes. So they starved. <laughs> that's us.
0: I don't think we're in any danger of starving.
1: Well, I guess that's true. Anyway... We we didn't just eat, we also did another thing. We went out into the world.
0: We did. We've been doing a lot of going out in the world. I'm proud of us.
1: Uh yeah, because they've been fun things I am too. If they were, were failures, heroes. Then, uh, let's let's maybe dial that back a
0: little the bit. The world the word hero is bandied around a lot these days.
1: And that's where that sentence ends. The end. Uh-huh. No, we, we've been. I I used to work in this region of Seattle that has this museum we visited, and I passed it a million times, and it looks very interesting, and, and we just never went. It's one of those you live in a place and mm-hmm. you never go see it, and, and then we finally went.
0: There's a couple of things like that that we'll probably yeah, we get have around a list. to. Yeah.
1: Our list is the list we put together is a list we put together before we started this show of things that seemed like good ideas, and now we're getting a feel for what makes a good show. Our list is actually pretty small.
0: Also, we've looked at the list and we're like, "Ugh, I'm not doing that." That's what I
1: mean. Yeah. <laughs> but at the at the time, it seemed like that would be worth doing, but now we have a better handle on what makes a good show and what we like doing and, you know. But oh. this this we mostly enjoyed, I would yeah, say. Yeah, this
0: was it was it was all right. It wasn't like it no. wasn't a barn burner. It wasn't no. a club banger.
1: No, it wasn't uh no, stop that. It was it was no indoor skydiving.
0: Nope, or escape rooming.
1: No. But it was uh, it was definitely better than Marmite.
0: Yes, it was better than Marmite, and it was better than the Center for Wooden Boats.
1: Well, I mean, spread some Marmite <laughs> on the Center for Wooden Boats and serve it with some dragon fruit.
0: Um, actually, and I'll put this picture in the um, on the Tumblr. Uh, when we went to go buy our fancy cheese, there was a sign that promised delicious dragon fruit. Uh huh. Liars. <laughs>
1: But let's we'll, we'll talk about that because that was a whole journey in it itself. Was. We went, we really went to one place, but to make the other thing happen, we went to another place. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that a little too. But first, we went to uh, the Living Computer Museum in the south of downtown region of Seattle, Say it right? Which is which is commonly known as by the great abbreviation SODO, yeah. South of Downtown.
0: It's your favorite. Ugh.
1: They wanted to be as cool as Soho in New York, which is south of Houston Street, and it just doesn't quite roll yeah, off. And
0: the, the top. thing about Seattle is, Seattle's great. Yeah. I like it here a lot. Me too. Um, I think it's it's one of the very best places in the country to live, but it's not as cool as New York.
1: Well, nowhere is, and and you know who will tell you that? Like, ten seconds into a conversation, anyone who lives in New York.
0: I was gonna say Flonk, probably.
1: Well, anyone who lives in New York, yeah. including our friend Flonk, yes. Uh, someone had pointed out that um, in the uh, the first Marvel movie that Spider-Man appeared in, which I believe was Civil War. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was Civil War. It took Captain America and Spider-Man about 15 seconds to realize they were both from New York and start talking about <laughs> being from New York with each other. And that's, that's the experience there. But no, our, our town has a lot of cool stuff. And OK, uh, Paul Allen is uh, Microsoft was founded by two guys, Bill Gates and the other guy. Yes. The other guy who bowed out of most of the public running of Microsoft took his billion dollars or whatever ridiculous amount of money it was and went and did a bunch of cool stuff. That's who Paul Allen is. Yes. And he he has done with his money basically what you would expect any billionaire nerd to do with his money. He's big into sports, mm-hmm. so he bought some sports teams like most of the Seattle sports teams at one time belonged to or partially belonged to Paul Allen.
0: And then planes and boats to get them around.
1: Yeah, um, I actually almost worked for him. I applied for a job uh, with him. Uh, I used to work in aviation support uh, with supply, like uh, getting uh, parts for planes. And it would basically have been supporting his private fleet that goes around on his private yachts.
0: Taking his sportsmen No, from place this to was, place. Well, them, no, but others as well. No, that's the only thing it's for. No, it's for him. No, no, no. It's just for the sports guys. No, he's... he's... Nope. It's the sports guys going from place to place on yachts.
1: No, it's him going on Scrooge McDuck adventures, which is way more interesting than a sports team.
0: No, but the sports team thing feels like um, a cartoon. Feels like a different cartoon. As
1: opposed to my Scrooge McDuck metaphor?
0: Yes, but this sounds like a bad 90s cartoon where you get like one famous sports guy and then all the rest of them are done voices by just like jobbing voice actors. I guess. And then... And who
1: likes voice actors? Nobody. (laughs) Nobody. Nobody. But anyway, Paul Allen has has thrown his money into a bunch of really cool things. Uh, he he set up the sci-fi museum here, which is a little disappointing, but at least we have a sci-fi museum, which is cool. It's
0: about the size of this room. It
1: is. And, you know, obviously everyone knows what this room looks like. So. It's the
0: size of... So we talked about this before. Picture a room.
1: Yeah, there you go. There
0: you go. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But he, he also set up this museum of computers, which is essentially... A very rich person threw all his old computers Mm -hmm. in a building and called it a museum. Mm -hmm. But I'm underselling it because it's actually pretty cool.
0: Also, there wasn't too much self-aggrandizement. There was a little bit.
1: No, there was a lot. There was a lot of Microsoft stuff. When you remember he's Mm -hmm. Mr. Microsoft, there were Xboxes everywhere and there was a whole chunk of how Microsoft changed everything. There were a few things about Apple and IBM and a couple of the other big ones, Mm -hmm. but it was a lot of Microsoft.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't a whole lot of just him talking about how great Paul Allen is. No, no, no,
1: that's true. But it did talk about how the company he Mm co-founded was basically the biggest force in modern computing. And it was a force, but it was not the main one.
0: There was a lot of really cool old Apple stuff there, though. There
1: was. There was basically what I refer to as the museum of Al's Apple failures. Uh,
0: I had not heard this first. It's not much of a story. Before. It's not
1: much of a story.
0: No, but it is kind of a kick in the dick.
1: I bought. I like. I, I've been a Mac user since nineteen ninety two, like since I graduated high school, and. I I got on a bad streak of buying exactly the wrong Mac at exactly the wrong time so that it was then obsolete literally two weeks later.
0: Yeah, but this first thing was not that. Yeah, this was the first failure
1: in a row. And this was the Performa 6400 video editing edition, which you could not edit video with. It was sold as the video editing edition. They had one of these in in the uh, computer museum. Uh, You couldn't edit video on it, and I bought it, and it was completely useless. Uh, then they had the, uh, they just had all the Macs that I had that were just like garbage right there in a row and then some good ones as well. But uh, that was funny to me.
0: I've never really done a whole lot of Mac stuff, mostly because I play video games and so yeah. it, it, they I'd, hate I'd locked games. myself
1: into a platform years ago and now all my software runs on huh. this. So that's just what I'm stuck with.
0: Yeah, but you like to do productive stuff and I like to play video games. So but I can do most of
1: what I do on a on a not Mac. But anyway, there was there were a lot of personal computers around, but there was also a lot of the old school giant room computers and like you know mainframes mm-hmm. and like really neat. There was a relics. Whole,
0: yeah, there was a whole big like um, cold room um, that had a bunch of the huge room sized computer. Like think of again, think of a room. Uh huh. Okay, a computer that size, but in a bigger room.
1: If you've seen the movie War Games, when they go to like the giant computer that's going to start war. That that's what they had. Like but it those was, things. yeah.
0: Some of those like ta- old tape computers, and there was. Yeah. My favorite one looked like um, uh, the 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 desk on any like 50s sci sci-fi thing with the big circle monitors mm-hmm. and the green writing. It mm-hmm. was very good.
1: Yeah, like a strong bad
0: computer. Yeah, like a strong bad computer. And then they had like um some old time punch card machines. So
1: this is another brief like look into my life in the nineties. I don't know why it just makes me think of the nineties, like early computers, um. I used to work as a defense contractor for the Navy. I started in 1995. They were still using punch cards, like, as, a, as an active part of one of the things that I did in 1995. So I was familiar with punch cards just because of that, which is insane.
0: But, uh... I'm old
1: enough to know punch cards.
0: Very old. I'm very old. Very old. But
1: now there was a lot of really cool stuff like that.
0: Yeah, there was an... I will say, having we've done some museums here locally Mm -hmm. and we went to the Renton, we went to the Renton Museum. Right, the history of our hometown
1: Renton Museum.
0: Which is like, on the face of it, pretty fucking boring. Yeah. And not having a lot of exhibits and not having a lot of like things to sort of cling on to, to draw people in. Yeah. I would say the presentation of that was about a thousand times better than this presentation of things that are actually interesting and they had like interactive displays and like a lot of it felt like this took a lot and showed you a little
1: yeah no it was the exact opposite of the rental museum which was a plus presentation like c minus content this was the exact opposite
0: this had some really cool content but it, it wasn't maybe displayed in the most sort of um interesting way or intuitive way there was a bunch of interactive um exhibits where yeah the first
1: floor is all the like modern technology yeah. stuff there's vr and there's stuff about self-driving cars and mm-hmm. like all the all the current like you know trends and and what's coming next and yes yeah, so much of it was interactive and it was not clear how to use it
0: and a lot of it was broken which i mean that kind of makes sense because there's kids running around and yeah. kids love to break stuff sure but yeah it felt kind of like
1: eh. no i was not sure there was a whole room That was interactive art, which was such a cool idea. And I was never clear on what I was how what I was doing was affecting the art, and none of the plaques told me, and there was no one to ask.
0: Yeah, it just said this is interactive art.
1: And so we started touching it and nothing like nothing obvious happened. We we
0: figured out one that was kind of cool. It was a table, like a circle table, and it had um like little guys and cows and like moving figures. Yeah, projected onto it. And it knew when you, like, say it was raining on the little figures. If you put something on top of where the rain was, it would block out the rain so it yeah. wouldn't fall on the little figures.
1: Yeah, that was cute. Yeah. But there was a whole big display of, like, giant screens, like five screens mm-hmm. that was, like, pollen or something. It looked, like, sort of fractally.
0: Yeah, it looked, if you guys have played Euphloria, it looked like that. You know, um, that
1: popular thing, Ah, uh,
0: you. You guys write in and you tell them how popular that is. Yeah.
1: Okay. And you and you tell me also that you know exactly what a room is when she says picture a room.
0: Yeah. Tell me that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it was yeah a bunch of pollen and it sort of felt like you were supposed to get the pollen to the... Or
1: maybe make it fly. Yeah. They didn't know <laughs> because it wasn't a game. Yeah. You weren't supposed to do anything. You just were able to interact with it in some way. But I was not clear on that. And again, they didn't explain it. And it was a little frustrating. It
0: was really pretty. Like, it looked... Yeah. Like, it looked really... It looked nice. But it just
1: looked to me like like fractal art, which yeah, like, I think in, is cool looking. Yeah. But don't call it interactive if I'm not... Like, if you don't tell me how to do it.
0: Also, the self-driving car thing. Um, they had, like, a setup for just a... Just a, like, a fake uh, yeah, like, like, video game cl- car. Yeah, like, climb into a car. Yeah, but... So... It's not really interactive I, it, if
1: if the computer's driving the yeah, car for you. That doesn't, it, That's sort of the it, exact opposite of interactive. Yeah. It's self driving.
0: So you just get in the car and have it pretend to drive for you? I guess. That's
1: also they had they had VR, which mm-hmm. uh, you know, we already did that, thanks.
0: Yeah, but it's cool that it was there. Oh, it
1: absolutely is. And there was a lot of like, again, there were Xboxes all over the place and like you could try an iPad or you could try, you know, and okay, yeah, most of us have these in our Mm -hmm. homes, but maybe not everyone does or maybe people haven't seen the latest whatever and it's cool to have
0: there. And it's something for like kids to come in and do if they're bored by all of the old time computer stuff, which I think
1: the funniest thing to me was they had a circa 1981... Mm-hmm. This was my guess, just based on this, the furnishings. Like a corner of a living room from the early 80s with like an old tube TV and like a VIC-20 or like an Atari 2600 or something like that. I didn't see what they had hooked up to it.
0: And some old like 70s, 80s ass looking furniture. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's
1: what I'm saying. And And that's basically where all the dads sat and checked their phones. So it was a weird sort of contrast between... This very this slice of my early childhood mm-hmm. and someone bored in 2017 looking at their iPhone, just kind of funny to
0: me. It was pretty fun, and it was all dads. Like, I went by there a yeah. couple times because I wanted to get a picture of it because I thought it looked neat, yeah, but I didn't want to get a picture with someone in it because that feels a little sort of yeah, little you don't privacy wanna... Yeah, exactly. Um, but I couldn't, and because there was always a dad in there, and yep. he was very clearly a dad,
1: uh huh. And the kids are running around playing with punch cards or whatever, yeah. and he just wants a quiet moment in 1981. So. <laughs> that's fine
0: <laughs> and they had some um big minecraft thing was going on right then yeah. like they had like there's some kind of contest where kids were playing and mm-hmm. um i would like to make a little sidebar here to talk about how i hate games where you make your own fun and minecraft is the primo example we don't, of that. We
1: don't need to we don't need to kink shame people for their for their their games
0: oh i don't know
1: come on <laughs> Let's, let's not get judgy. No.
0: It's games' jobs to be fun. It's not my job to find the fun. But, anyways, they had.
1: These children enjoyed it, and who knows fun better than children? Me. No one. No, no one.
0: But they had, um, like, one of the Minecraft guys. There was, like, a robot set up to look like one of him with sort of, like, flaily arms. It was really creepy looking. No.
1: What it was, was a normal robot that someone had put a box over. Which had the Minecraft guy's head printed on it. Yeah. I don't think it was meant to be a Minecraft guy. I think just putting a Minecraft head on it turned it into a Minecraft.
0: It guy. looked like they'd skinned a Minecraft and uh-huh. put it on top of yeah, it. Yeah, basically. Yeah.
1: So is that is that about all we have for that?
0: Uh yeah, I think that's pretty much that's pretty much it. It was uh cool to see yeah i I don't i don't regret going to it
1: no and it it costs money which is still a thing like that is weird to me because i grew up around the smithsonian where museums are free and but it was 12 bucks which isn't that bad and you got to play some games and you got to do some stuff and you could spend a couple hours in there and enjoy yourself and we did we were
0: we were there for like what like an hour and a half about an hour hour and a half something like that yeah and it's a good place where if you wanted to try a couple things like vr yeah um you could go there. And or have... see
1: how a self-driving car works. Or yeah. They had one of those, I don't know what you call them, but it's like basically a Segway with an iPad on mm-hmm. top of it so you can teleconference into an office or whatever. And that's kind of neat. Just a bunch of cool stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I don't know. What would you give it?
0: Uh, probably a seven. That is like, what I was thinking as well. It's like a kind of a fun afternoon. Yeah. No, I, I don't
1: regret going, but it's not like... Next time a friend comes from out of town, I'm not going to be like, oh, you got to see this.
0: Mm. No, not unless they were like really into old computing stuff, which was really neat. It was. There was Um, a lot
1: of like cool. But I remember what an old computer looked like because I had one. I don't need to see one necessarily. Yeah. There wasn't anything insightful about it. No. I'm saying it's just remember your old Mac. Here it is.
0: Yeah. It it didn't have it didn't really dig into anything interesting. that I was like super engaged with. No, not really.
1: So while we were sort of in the Mm -hmm. roughly downtown Seattle-ish area, uh, I had this idea. So this goes back to the very beginning of our relationship. Amanda had come to visit me. Uh, We were living on separate coasts and separate countries at this point. Uh, I lived in Maryland. She lived uh, near Vancouver.
0: Ours is the most romantic and sweeping love story of them all. I was
1: going to let the listeners draw their own conclusions. Just show, don't tell.
0: No, it was. Yeah, it absolutely it, it was. A, it absolutely Our was. Our
1: relationship kicks yours, your relationship's ass.
0: That's true.
1: We Ours is the best one. But um, she came to visit me and uh, saw that in my fridge I had three different kinds of cheese, which were blocked cheddar, sliced cheddar, and shredded cheddar, and just took to mocking me about how... She, cheese became this metaphor for how I don't get outside my comfort zone and I never try anything new, and I think... Three different shapes of cheddar is different cheese.
0: <laughs> hey, do you want to come see this, like, interpretive bullshit art with me? Ugh. Cheese plate.
1: Yeah, exactly. So as 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 we're doing this show about getting out of our comfort zone and trying new things, and also because at least one listener loves when we eat things, yeah. I thought, why don't we try some cheeses? So while we were in the sort of general downtown Seattle area, we went to Pike Place Market, the famous fish-throwing market uh, where there's a bunch of weird little local shops, and there were a few cheese shops there.
0: And you know, if you haven't been to Pike Place before, it's it's fun. It's not like yeah, and the we best haven't been there in ever. a few years, yeah. so
1: it's it's nice to take a stroll through. It was it's a little, pretty day, and
0: it's a little touristy and a little crowded, but it's yeah, it's, it's all right. like if you're down here, it's all right. No, I like it. Yeah.
1: And uh, unfortunately, one of the things on our list, one of the things I was mm-hmm. really excited about, there used to be a cheese bar somewhere. I don't, know, I think it was West Seattle, somewhere in Seattle, that was like like a martini bar they specialize in cheese and you could sit and order ten thousand cheeses of the world and they would bring them to you and unfortunately it's closed now
0: we were super bummed because that was going to be like one of our first ones yeah like we are going i want to do that more than vr i want to do that more than anything because cheese is something yeah given our dietary
1: restrictions it it's in that venn diagram overlap it's something that we both can have and like to have and it's a good way to try something new
0: and we were really excited
1: and so we went to a couple different cheese shops in, in Pike Place and we went to one and we're like, we told the lady what we want to do. Mm-hmm. We want to try different cheeses. And she wasn't super receptive to it. She She's was... like, well, what do you want? What kind of cheese do you like? Do you like hard cheese? Do you like soft cheese? Do you like blah, blah, blah? But
0: like, you know, we, I said to her, hey, listen, we're going to get five or six different types of cheeses. Just recommend me like a good variety. Yeah. And when typically when you talk to someone who's like really into something Um, and it could be that this is just her retail job, but I kind of got the feeling that this was her shop. Yeah. Um, when, when you're really into something, the thing you want to hear most is someone else ask you, Hey, tell me about that thing you're into. Tell me how I can get involved in that thing you're into. She is is a subject
1: matter expert. And I
0: love it when people ask me stuff like if, that.
1: As, as the co-host of a long-running Star Trek podcast, if someone who had never seen Star mm-hmm. Trek came to me and said, here are my tastes, what are Star Trek episodes I would like, I would love to put together a mm-hmm. list to say, you know what? This will appeal to your exact tastes. I have seen all of them. I know. Check this out.
0: Or if someone came to me and said, hey, Amanda, tell me three great werewolf porn books. Mm-hmm. I would be so great. I love it when people do that. Yeah,
1: You're a connoisseur of that. I am. But uh, the, this cheese lady was not super helpful, so he just kind of grasped in the dark. And basically, I chose things that I had heard in, in various jokes.
0: It was like the, uh, the, the, the cheese, Python yeah. cheese shop, yeah. obviously.
1: And I think there was some other reference to some other thing. Oh, I can't the,
0: the the mouse in BoJack Horseman. Yeah, I was like, Stilton, Stilton.
1: where have I heard Stilton? Oh, right, the mouse that, that dated Princess Carolyn, <laughs> of course.
0: And uh, yeah, so that was kind of a little disappointing that she didn't, Kind of yeah, take us help. by the hand, and
1: but we figured it out.
0: Yeah, we we, we picked some. We stuff.
1: have a we have a selection. If you want to start cutting into that, I can I can tell a little story while you. Uh...
0: Okay. Why don't you read the Why don't you read the labels oh, that I wrote boy. on there? Yeah,
1: Amanda Amanda has presented a plate of cheese. Each one is labeled, and she has also very helpfully written apple on the <laughs> apple that's on the plate, in case we weren't <laughs> sure what that was and what the difference is between that and cheese. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So so there is that. Uh, but if you wouldn't mind, uh...
0: I wouldn't mind.
1: Just uh, slicing this one. And I was going to mention while while we were in Pike Place uh, wandering about that Seattle has the best buskers, the best street musicians of anywhere that I have been. And um, it's always the most unusual. Like we saw a dude with a violin, not a fiddle, but a violin, like playing it like a classical instrument next to a guy with a banjo. And somehow they were making stuff happen together. And that was fantastic and a dude with a whole piano like a like a crappy wooden piano like you'd have in like a high school music class uh and then there was this dude just playing an acoustic guitar like you do strumming acoustic guitar and um took us a minute to realize he was playing fucking smashmouth's all star
0: she was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb you're going to get sued we don't have the rights of to that an L on her forehead
1: you can only do seven notes or we're going to get sued so okay, as as I've been uh, sort of setting the stage for where we were shopping, uh, what what do we have up first? What can you read the chicken scrawl?
0: I for can. Me? Um, this is an English Stilton chosen because of the mouse character. Because in of a cartoon Horseman.
1: mouse. The best way to choose a cheese. Okay, so it's very soft.
0: It is very soft, and just, it's, it's
1: putty like. You yeah. sort of just squished it down on the cracker. Doesn't smell like much of anything to me it. It
0: Just tastes like a strong blue cheese to me.
1: Yeah, it's not bad. It's um, smoky. I would say. Mm-hmm. Oh, very. Oh, I need the vocabulary for this. I don't mm-hmm. have the notes of such. All I eat is cheddar, so I don't know how to. <laughs> this it's, was a bad idea. It's,
0: <laughs> it's like it's like cheddar.
1: No, it's nothing like cheddar. I like this.
0: You might but... like blue cheeses then. I, don't I like, find them a little strong.
1: I don't like actual blue cheese like like you get with mm-hmm. uh, salad dressing, but uh, this is a bit strong, though, yeah. Also, I can absolutely tell I'm going to need a mint after this because mm-hmm. uh, that is going to linger in my mouth. Yep. I do not want to wake up tasting that. Oh, boy.
0: Okay, this next thing um, is from Spain, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say this wrong. Uh, it's Mahon, M-A-H-O-N?
1: I think there's an accent over the o so I think it would be Mahon.
0: Absolutely no idea.
1: No, I'm only guessing too. It's been 25 years since I took a formal Spanish class, so I watch telenovelas sometimes, that's something.
0: This one's a super hard cheese. Like blast hard, hard cheese.
1: <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to have a drink to sort of cleanse my palate a tiny bit here. Uh, bear with us. Okay.
0: After this, I'm going to have to crack open my cheap bottle of uh, goth wine. Mom wine? Ooh, my my $7 Target wine that I bought because the label is red and swirly. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. This.
0: It's super crumbly. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, like, almost crunchy.
1: I don't taste anything.
0: Mm. I I like this one a lot.
1: I feel like I'm eating wax.
0: Mm-hmm. It definitely has a, um, like a kind of a crunch to it. Try to have some without the cracker. I did. Mm.
1: It's, I taste nothing.
0: Mm. Yeah, this is. um.
1: I think I have a super unsophisticated mm-hmm. palate and I think food tasting is not the best thing for this podcast. Are
0: you, um? are you taste colorblind?
1: I could be. No, it's taste face
0: blind. Mm-hmm. Now this tastes um a little, a little nutty and it doesn't have a super strong taste though. So no. I like this would eat again
1: that's good because our fridge is gonna have this stuff in it
0: not for long <laughs> um this next thing is an english wensleydale <clears throat> which
1: is basically chosen because the name of michael palin's character in the famous python cheese shop sketch was mr wensleydale
0: shut that bloody bazooka
1: up and uh, it's got some cranberries in it is that right Yep. which actually like apart from the silly name connection actually is what appealed to me so Let's try.
0: Ugh. Ugh! Oh, I hate it. Hmm. Ugh.
1: Ugh. That's pretty good.
0: Back to hell.
1: It's kinda nutty. I can definitely taste the cranberry.
0: Tastes like horrible mm. chalk.
1: No. Ugh. That's pretty good. It's not amazing. No, I could absolutely have that on a piece of toast or something.
0: Ugh. That belongs to you. Yeah. Your joke cheese tastes like (laughs) chalk. (laughs) My joke cheese. Ah, Yeah, it's
1: good. I enjoyed that. Palantastic.
0: That's nice, Michael Palin.
1: (laughs) What else we got?
0: Okay, this is from Portugal, and it is a goat cheese called Palace. That's not salt. That's probably not right.
1: I don't know. I, Portuguese is one of those languages, it's it's a romance language, it's similar to Spanish, but it's just different enough that I don't know anything about it.
0: I know I love me some goat cheese. I
1: have no opinion of goat cheese. I don't know that I've had any. It's not cheddar, right? Then I haven't had it. I also eat Swiss. Okay.
0: This smells super strong. Like I can taste it in my nostrils. It's
1: very soft. Yeah, I don't care for this
0: at all. That's okay. This just tastes like a weak. Ooh. This just tastes like a weak goat cheese to me.
1: It tastes like I'm eating a a a shaker of pepper.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a little peppery.
1: But not like spicy. Just like the, like the spice mm-hmm. pepper. Yeah, I don't like that at all.
0: Yeah, I like this okay. This feels like something that would be good like spread upon something. I suppose. It's all right. Not for me. Tastes like weak goat cheese.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't think we've agreed on one of these yet.
0: That's actually kind of good because it means we won't fight over the fridge cheese. Yeah,
1: we're the only two people that live here, mm-hmm. so uh, one or the other of us is gonna have to eat it.
0: So. Also, when we were at the cheese shop, there was a Weimreiner, a one of those gray dogs, oh, and yeah. it kept jumping back and forth over the rope. It like was like a velvet rope. Yeah.
1: That yeah is is a good two or three feet off the ground, and the dog just leapt right over
0: it. Did it a couple of times. It. I would have to say that's a ten out of ten. That was the oh. best thing that happened today. Oh, absolutely! Like that, nothing else was as good as that. We or, might as well just have gone home at that point. Or
1: if we go by the we rate dogs rules, is thirteen out of ten.
0: And this is from France, and it's a camembert, and it's a super soft cheese. It is. It looks really good. It's like uh,
1: it smells silly good too. putty.
0: Mm, it's super super buttery, which I really like.
1: This also tastes like nothing to
0: mm. me this it tastes
1: like i just ate a pat of butter
0: mm, i'm gonna mm, i'm just gonna get into this it's just salt mm. she is she's just
1: like chomping down on it right now
0: mm-hmm. this is my favorite
1: Ugh. oh and it's greasy mm,
0: it's so Ugh. greasy yeah mm-hmm. no
1: thank you it doesn't taste like anything but the texture is kind mm, of gross i
0: love me. the texture Yuck. i am way into this it's it's
1: catching the light it's so shiny because mm-hmm. it's so greasy
0: Buttery cheese. Mm-hmm. You're just eating butter right now. It's mm-hmm. gross. Mm-hmm. When I was on my face. when I was a
1: kid, like I mean, like a year or two old, I ate apparently a whole like stick of butter, and my Ugh. parents just freaked the hell. out. I don't know why I did it. I was one or two. But okay, so the last thing we have is an apple, because as we were walking out, adjacent to the cheese place was a was a fruit stand, and this apple had a had a sign. You know, all the, they had like. Like Amanda said, there was a thing that said delicious dragon fruit, and we we just scoffed, scoffed at that. Yeah, okay, whatever. But this apple, according to the sign, tastes like a banana. And we were just like, what the fuck?
0: Banana. Yeah. Also, the girl that was working at the fruit shop was everything I hoped that the cheese shop lady would Oh, be. yeah, you bought
1: a persimmon for the first time, and you're like, she, you know how to eat this, right? And you're like, no, I no. don't.
0: And she told me the things, and she was like, let me pick you the perfect one, and don't eat this till tomorrow.
1: Yeah. She said, uh, this is this is what you would think conventional mm-hmm. wisdom-wise, and you were wrong. You need to eat it when you think it's rotten, that's when it's good. And you're like, shit, I never would have thought of that. I Thank you. I
0: never would have thought of that. Thanks, yeah. lady.
1: But they also have this apple that apparently tastes like a banana, and we're like, okay, as, a, as an extra bonus, we tried five different cheeses, and now we're going to try this weird banana apple.
0: And this banana apple is called an Aurora.
1: Uh-huh. Tastes like an apple. It definitely just tastes like an apple. That is disappointing as hell.
0: It's it's a good apple. It's a nice apple. Yeah, I'll finish this apple.
1: Yeah, I mean I can't have a lot of fruit because it's sugary, but uh, I'm super disappointed. I maybe that sign was a like a fruit joke, maybe like a produce was, joke.
0: Yeah, maybe you needed to be a grocer to understand it.
1: I guess I'm disappointed. No, wait, wait. I'm definitely Actually, detecting some banana.
0: As like an aftertaste in the back of my throat.
1: No, it was the second bite for me. I see why they said that now. It
0: does taste like a banana.
1: Yeah, weird.
0: The snozberries taste like snozberries.
1: Yeah, very strange.
0: Holy shit!
1: So yeah, I was I was disappointed at first, but I I retract that disappointment because magic banana apple. Wow. Uh huh.
0: They were right about this thing. Yep. Sorcery.
1: Pretty cool. All right, so what would you give this overall cheese experience?
0: Hmm. I've definitely learned a new type of cheese that I like. Uh-huh. This Spanish hard cheese I really like, and I think it's good. Uh-huh. So, like, I don't know. It was fine. Yeah. Like, six.
1: I just, I, I this was such a good idea on paper, mm-hmm. and I realized I don't have the vocabulary to accurately describe like cheeses to listeners, and also Banana. I don't have a, I don't have a sophisticated enough palate to really tell the difference between certain things. So, as an experiment, it is a complete failure. as As a pleasurable experience, I would say maybe a six.
0: Yeah, I like eating cheese with you, and yeah. now you know you like uh, Stilton.
1: That's true. I do like that.
0: Yep, and Wensleydale.
1: Right. So horrible. That's something. I wasn't so bad.
0: This has been a co-production of Ron Algar Watt and Amanda Smith for Algar Productions and Giant Black Albatross Copyright 2017. For show notes, photos, RSS feed, and more details about us, visit weretrying.com. Oh, I don't want a whole lot of letters. I figured I'd better say some.